Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Athlete Emerging Podcast. This is Heidi Nielsen, and today I'm talking about focus. I am loving this journey. I'm loving putting all of this work in on myself. <laughs> it's it's funny how I'm noticing as I am devoting more and more time and more and more energy to my own personal transformation, how forbidden that feels, how much it feels like I've always been encouraged, I don't know, by my family or culture or just myself to grow and develop and work on programs and work on my business, but always for some sort of external end. You know, it's it's great to put in more time and energy to the service of others. Of course, that's beautiful. And it's really important to put work into our careers and our professional development. And if you are a business owner, to be constantly working on your business, that's just expected. Or perhaps the work isn't to an external end even. Maybe it's extremely internal. Spiritual growth has always been highly encouraged in my sphere. But even then, it's for a sort of selflessness. It's about dissolving the ideas of self and transcending ideas of self for something greater. It's never been about focusing on self, about working on the humanness of myself. And now to be devoting this level of attention and it's becoming more and more exclusive attention, uh, which is really interesting and I'll dive into momentarily. But to do that uh, is really challenging. It's a, it's a whole different focus and I am kind of dancing through a, it feels like a little bit of a minefield where I'm having concerns about vanity and concerns about selfishness um, come into the mix that are really interesting things to work through. And I knew there'd be a lot of interesting psychological hurdles and road bumps to work through. So, all right, <laughs> I'm right on track. The exclusiveness of focus that I mentioned wanting to talk about is really, really interesting to me. I have been somebody who has always had a lot on my plate. In fact, I remember in my college application essays, uh, the essay that I wrote uh, for one school was about a metaphor for my life like a, a Chinese acrobat spinning plates, a plate spinner. You know, they have those long sticks with all little plates spinning around and how my life was a dance and a delicate balance of all of these things spinning around and it could go flying into chaos at any moment. <laughs> I didn't get accepted to that particular school. Probably needless to say, that doesn't it isn't the most confidence inspiring image <laughs> when considering if somebody will be a you know good representation for your brand after they graduate. <laughs> now that I know a little bit more about the college uh, application process looking back I go hmm uh, maybe that wasn't the best thing to write but clearly I wasn't meant to go to that school I didn't wasn't particularly attached to going to that school and I got to have great experiences 
going to Berkeley, which I really, really loved. So, um, I just got myself a little sidetracked. But I've always had a lot going on. That's just me. And right now, with this particular journey, I'm noticing myself not wanting to have anything else going on. And I'm not going to set everything else down. Of course, I need to keep paying the bills and our work with our clients and our business is beautiful and fulfilling and I won't be setting everything down, but oftentimes I just want to be doing this, you know, whatever, whatever this is, I can't even put my finger on it exactly. I'm, I'm loving my workouts. I'm loving eating healthy and the work that I put into managing stress and recovery to make sure all that the hormone systems stay in balance and supporting me and my goals and the deeper spiritual connection that's emerging out of this work. It's kind of the whole package. So it's not any one piece of it. It's not that I just want to be working out 12 hours, 14 hours a day. No, it's not that, but I find myself wanting to just give this journey the completeness of my attention. And I have started cutting out some other projects and I notice that there is less of a tolerance for anything that's not in line with what I'm doing right now. I actually put a post up on Facebook recently, just kind of checking in with my friend group and saying, hey, is this is this a normal part of growing up? Because I, I really just don't want to have anything to do with anything or anyone that isn't in line with this increasingly solidified sense I'm getting of who I am right now and what I'm doing in the world right now. And I get that identity is fluid and it'll continue changing and there will be other things that fascinate me. That's all constantly in flux. But for the current moment, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. And it's weird, but I just kind of don't want to engage in anything else. And that's been a little bit scary coming from being somebody that's used to wanting to be doing everything all the time. It's really weird to just have this really clear inner no. There's no desire for this, that, the other thing. So I'm breathing through that. <laughs> and I've been talking to a coach about it and talking to some friends about it. I got one particular piece of information from a friend that was a little bit unsettling. Earlier in the week, he said to, he's uh, another friend that's really into working out, probably one of the closest things I have to a regular workout buddy. Uh, I've probably mentioned him before. His name's Mike. And I was checking in with Mike and I said, this is really interesting, this sense of focus that I'm having. It's kind of nice. It's different for me. And he said, well, of course you're focused on it. You know what that is, right? And I'm like, you know what it is, huh? And he said, all the endorphins and chemicals that get released as a result of working out are addictive to the brain and you're getting addicted to the endorphins. <laughs> I don't like to hear that. That's not nearly as 
evolved sounding and spiritual and glamorous as oh I've just found a path that's right for me right now and I'm committing to it I liked I liked the way all of that sounded in my head much better so I, I gave this some thought and I started to get a little nervous and I noticed when I went to do my workout the next day I was just super cranky and I'll often go into the gym without any headphones. I like the camaraderie of the other people that are just kicking butt in there. And I like making friends at the gym. And I wore headphones and I was listening to Tool. <laughs> my, uh, my Tool-inspired station on Pandora. So I had Tool and Pusifier and it was really kind of dark, angry, melancholic music. And I was feeling cranky and really just like everyone, leave me the F alone. It was totally the space that I was in and like irrationally angry. And I, I had been I had taken a rest day the day before. And so I started to worry a little bit. I was going, oh no, am I... Am I really just an addicted workout junkie because this irrational anger and crankiness and wanting to tell everyone and everything to F off sounds a lot like an addict's behavior. I've got this irrational emotionality. Oh no, maybe he's onto something here. Maybe all of this is not nearly as healthy and good as I thought. Crap. So. I pushed through a really great workout that day, didn't talk to anybody, just focused on doing my own thing, and tried to just be okay with, all right, well, right now I seem to be in a F off everyone and everything phase. <laughs> Phases change all the time, so maybe I can just roll with this for now and it'll probably go away, I hope. I hope that I'm not becoming a cold-hearted workout junkie raging bitch <laughs> I hope that's not the journey that I'm on here um, I was just kind of sitting with that the next day um, I got by the way got a great night's sleep that night very needed and the next day had a check-in with my coach oh incidentally another key piece of information that same next day uh, my period started in the morning. <laughs> Yay! Relief! <laughs> so, with that bit of, oh, okay, maybe this has just been hormonal craziness. I suspected it might be at the time, um, but that was a bit of confirmation. Then got a great night's sleep. Then had a check-in with my coach the next day. We were talking about this issue of focus. And I was kind of already able to laugh about some of my panic from the day before. I'll come back to what we talked about in our conversation, but I just want to fast forward a little bit to the workout that I had right after my check-in with my coach. And I went to my favorite gym location, which is beautiful, and they have a resort-style pool complete with palm trees and little umbrellas and beach volleyball courts and an outdoor hot tub under the sky, and it's all just ridiculously great. And I love the people that work there and work out there. And so after a good night's sleep and a nice little check-in with coach, I went and worked out. A couple of my buddies are there. and <laughs> I'm not sure if I've mentioned these guys before. There's big, 
burly lifting guys, you know, and one of them sees me from across the gym and he shouts out, there she is, the hardest working woman in Hollywood. <laughs> and it's just, I put a smile on my face right away and I was hanging out and chatting through my workout with these guys and going, okay, I'm laughing again, I'm chatting again, I'm happy to see my friends at the gym. I, I'm not permanently broken with my brain stuck in cranky pants mode <laughs> by the workout endorphins. Okay, phew. And I was talking to my buddies during the workout. And incidentally, we were talking about the importance of sleep. And I may have mentioned before, I really need nine hours of sleep at night to be my best. It's really interesting. I know a lot of people that are totally great on six or seven. I know a lot of scientific recommendations around workout recovery recommend seven to nine. And I am really at the nine hours end of that spectrum. Even if I'm getting eight, I can squeak by. You know, eight hours of sleep a night would be amazing and epically long for a lot of people. I get that. But for me at eight hours, I'm I'm a little on edge. I'm a little having to push through the day. I really need nine hours to be my best. And I was talking to my buddies in the gym about this. And, uh, you know, they're six, seven hours, guys. And we're like, wow, it's so weird how people can just be wired so differently. And they asked, uh, I had told them about my cranky day at the gym before. And one of the guys said, ooh, that must have been an eight hour night, not a nine hour night, huh? And I looked back and I went, oh my gosh, you know what? That was like a six and a half hour night. No wonder I was like, I can't even deal with anything because I hadn't had enough sleep. And it's crazy to just learn over and over and over again how critically important getting enough sleep is and giving ourselves permission to have enough sleep for us. You know, it's been tough for me. It's been a several year journey to really get clear, okay, nine hours is what I at this point in my life need. And I try to, you know, think, okay, I can squeeze by with seven or eight. That's, that's scientifically considered enough. Most people would say that's more than they get. All right, that's good. But it's not enough for me. And not until this this epic current journey of mine um, where I'm just really clearly committed to something and getting the support of a coach and not about to spend my coaching sessions going in week after week saying um, I'm doing okay but yeah, I got seven hours of sleep most nights this week and so I didn't really push my workouts as hard as I could have and I'm just unwilling to go in and tell the story of not having had enough sleep. So it's become a priority for me to commit to. Finally, after years of knowing that would be a good thing to do. So I am excited about that. I'm excited about sleeping more. And I am off of the worry train about uh, this focus to my transformational journey being something that's really, really bad. <laughs> I do think that it's good to stay connected to other people, of course, and to come at the world from an altruistic perspective. 
and I have no doubt that that will resurface. It's a little scary right now. Yeah, feeling, feeling frankly really self-absorbed in this journey. That's strange and it definitely doesn't feel allowed, but it also feels really valuable and maybe even necessary for the work that I'm trying to do. And I get the work, I get that the work that I'm trying to do is not, oh, I just want to look better in a bathing suit. Not that there'd be anything wrong with that. But the work that I'm trying to do is about, I mean, I've said before, I want to be a brand ambassador for a natural supplement company. I want to be a role model for people staying connected to their spirituality, to the planet, to their bodies. I want to be an example of healthy living through alignment and attunement, not through quick fixes and blind charging ahead at full pace towards whatever the should be fad of the week is. I really want to embody this holistic wellness and joy in life. And ultimately that's going to be so much in the service of others. So when I talked to Brian backing up now to talk about our session together, I was raising concerns about feeling selfish and self-absorbed and uh, about vanity. And he really recommended just staying connected to why am I doing all of this? And checking in with why am I doing all of this? If it is just about my own vanity, not that there's anything inherently wrong with that, but it's just worth being aware of and making sure that I you know, still stay a decent human being on the planet. <laughs> but it's not about that for me. It really is about being of broader service and stepping into what it feels like maybe what I'm quote-unquote supposed to be doing with my life on the planet if there is such a thing that's a whole other philosophical can of worms that I will choose not to open right now but yeah stepping back to session just before this great workout where I chatted with my gym buddies and realized what a huge difference a good night's sleep makes and started to feel like myself. I checked in with Brian and we were talking a bit about this issue of focus and connected to it, as I've kind of alluded to, is this notion of vanity. And I had dealt with coming face to face with concerns about vanity just the night before. I had a really great workout for shoulders and triceps and deltoids are a del your deltoid is the the cap that runs over the top of your shoulder um, and it makes that that lovely boop. <laughs> I realize it's a podcast you can't see the gesture that I'm making at all when I say boop but when people have that lovely round shoulder and then it kind of goes into the rest of their arm and there's just this muscle that wraps around the top of the shoulder joint that's that's your deltoid there's a few different muscles that make up that deltoid group that wrap around that whole shoulder capsule 
um, all of which are just beautiful and I'm a little bit obsessed with right now. Deltoids are my favorite muscles to admire in others, particularly other women. Women with well-developed deltoids are just goddesses in my book and I can't look at enough pictures of them online. I spend a lot of time doing it. So I've been working on my deltoids a lot. They're one of my big goal areas. And in my workout the other day, it started to get a really nice pop to it. Um, what I mean by pop is, is, you know, I worked out, I had hypertrophy in the muscle. The muscle was swollen up with the work and you could see definition of that deltoid sticking out and having a nice little kind of crease below it. And I was working triceps too. So the, the deltoid and tricep combination of those two shapes looked really neat. And I was really excited because I've been working hard on this and I'm, I'm still sitting. I don't have accurate measurements anytime recently, but I've got to still be sitting over 25% body fat. And so it, it takes a lot of work to get muscle to pop because there's a fair bit of squish for it to come through. <laughs> And I did on Monday and I was really excited and I took my first ever workout selfie. I simply had to, it was a milestone for me because this deltoid thing was happening. And I posted it on Two Grand, which I've mentioned before is the food and workout tracking app community that I'm part of. I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't already. I'm athlete emerging on two grand if you're interested in being connected over there. But I posted my first ever workout selfie on two grand because I was so excited about this deltoid. And immediately the crazy talk in my brain started. Immediately I was like, oh no, I posted it 30 seconds ago. Nobody likes it. Probably everybody hates me. I. Not that they hated me before, but, but now they'll hate me be, because of the workout selfie because nobody wants, nobody likes that girl that just posts workout selfies all the time and uh, they're just going to think that I'm vain and nobody's going to want to support me anymore and, and just all this nonsense going on in my brain and I was really afraid of losing all my friends because I'd posted this picture of work that I was proud of. And I recognized that, oh, great, here's here's an issue to work with. <laughs> like I said, I took this journey on knowing that there would be a slew of those to work through. So cool. Another one. Bring it on. I was looking at it and going, man, what's going on with that? And it came up in this coaching conversation with Brian as being connected to focus you can probably kind of see how, because as I get more and more focused on this journey, feels a little bit more self-absorbed because I'm absorbed in this journey that is working on myself. It's not directly in the service of other people at this particular moment. And so that self-absorption is right there in the same line of energy with vanity that we hold culturally as so bad. And I question that whole thing altogether, whether there is really anything wrong with vanity. I think any time that we're hurting other people and being bad to other people and putting other people down, sure, that's gross. But can we be vain without being better than somebody else? Can we just 
like who we are or maybe vanity is the comparing to others maybe vanity is needing to be better or more attractive or whatnot than somebody else I'm not sure I don't even know what the definition is but I do know that I've lived a lot of my life with religious philosophies that kind of discourage fully fully diving into the human experience it's really easy to think that it's a more spiritual thing to do to transcend and be bigger than XYZ thing that's human Um, that's kind of how I have come to see vegetarianism uh, which is part of how I was raised and vegetarianism as I'm playing with it now um, is is not currently my dietary pattern because it does appear that the human body is omnivorous and that while I'm in a human body it's only a short time and I think I'm in a human body to be human Yeah, sure, I'm more than just human. Yeah, sure, there's the connection to everything bigger. And that's a very important part of our embodiment too. But I don't think that the connection to what's bigger than human is the only part of our embodiment. I think stumbling and learning and messing up and growing and enjoying our way all the way through being embodied in human form is certainly a part of what we're here for. And I think that human bodies often eat other animals. (laughs) And so that's where I am with that right now. Um, It's a bit of a tangent, but kind of not. And maybe I can make it clearer how it's really related because it's all about this this richness of humanness and not wanting to miss out on the experience and the process and the journey and the joy of being human as long as I'm alive as a human and I think that enjoying building a beautiful body and creating the body that I want to reside in is part of that. And I'm questioning any assumption that says that that's a bad thing. So somehow I just ended up on a philosophical soapbox. But um, I was talking about this coaching session with Brian and we're talking about focus and talking about vanity and the concerns about vanity. And the couple points that he made, I mentioned one of them already, which was to really stay connected to the bigger mission in all of this to help me realize that I'm not just trying to look better than my neighbor <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Another thing that he pointed out Actually, the first thing that he pointed out was that this mechanism inside ourselves that says don't be vain is really hefty machinery. 
It's a really big, heavy mechanism. He dealt with it himself. He's seen other clients deal with it. It's something that we all come face to face against. And, I mean, it's there for our own good to help keep us in line. Because certainly if we all started running around as egomaniacs that didn't care about each other at all, that wouldn't be a very nice world to live in. But he was encouraging me to be gentle with myself when I come up against these vanity concerns. Because it is a really old, really big, really deeply wired mechanism. And to bump up into that and go, oh, oh, I feel bad about myself because I just took a picture and posted it. To notice that, okay, well, there's deeply wired beliefs in there. And maybe it's an opportunity to do some work around transforming them and letting them go. And maybe it's also an opportunity to just say, oh, yep, that's in there. It doesn't need to take me off course, though, just because I feel a little bit of fear based around these beliefs that I've held that may or may not have as much truth as I've held them with (laughs) in the past. So there was that point that just, yeah, it's a really big machine. Be gentle with yourself. There was the point of staying connected to what the bigger vision is and why I'm doing all of this. And there was a third point that I can't quite remember right now. And I remember him saying it was the juiciest point, too. (laughs) But I don't have my notes from that conversation in front of me. Isn't that funny? I must have already integrated it in a really valuable way. Because I know it's not not something that's disturbing me at the current moment. So (laughs) maybe in a future episode I'll come back to what Brian's third point of gold was around... Uh, vanity concerns but isn't that funny it's not up in my head right now (laughs) the joys of human brain like I said bumbling and stumbling the way through the human experience I love it so the big moral of the story is get enough sleep my friends (laughs) everything is better with a full night's sleep meanwhile the focus continues the streamlining of other projects continue And I am uh, even looking at diving into this transformational journey a little bit deeper next week. And I will talk about that more in my next episode. So focus. It's scary. I'm still a little bit frightened of it. I don't know where it's going to be going. Oh, wait. I just remembered the third thing that Brian said. It wasn't about vanity. It was about focus. All right, I'm going to tack it on. Awkward transition, but here it is. About focus. He was talking about how anytime something really exciting new comes into our lives, it's really, really normal for us to go through that phase of, this is what my life is about now. And you've probably been there too. I've been there countless times. A new activity, a new relationship is a really great example. We get all about that person for a while. And it's kind of an important part of really diving into this new journey and 
grabbing a hold of it and seeing what's in it for us, be it that activity or that person. And then there comes a natural leveling off, right? Brian was pointing this out and I was like, yeah, yep, I've totally seen that in my life. There's this huge enthusiasm and this desire to make this new thing be my everything. And then the rest of life starts to come back in and whatever the new thing was finds whatever its more balanced place in my complete life is. And so he shared that to help sort of assuage my fears that I was going to be dropping everything else. And he said, I don't see you canceling sessions with your clients for your own workouts. I don't see... You know, you're not dropping the ball on your life. You're just really excited about this new thing. And that's great. And naturally, organically, without having to do any work around it, it'll find whatever its balance spot is going to be. And it'll, you know, that enthusiasm will probably shrink back to a more normal level. And the rest of life will come in and it'll find its, its sort of sustainable rhythm. I actually said, gosh, I hope not. <laughs> I'm really loving this. And I love, I love feeling so focused on one thing. It's such a nice change from that kid that saw herself as the plate spinner. And it maybe, maybe it won't. Maybe the enthusiasm won't shrink back down. You know, I have this whole vision of really an additional entire new career Fortunately, it's in the same field I'm already working in, so that's great. <laughs> it's kind of convenient that I'm a little obsessed with fitness and wellness, and that's already the industry I'm working in. That makes transition less scary. But, you know, this idea of doing brand ambassadorship and fitness modeling, uh, that that is a whole lifestyle, and that will require touring to fitness expos and doing photo shoots and a lot of doing around all of this fitness stuff that I'm engaged in now so you know maybe it will continue holding a, a massive part of my attention uh, I think it's really normal when people are passionate about their careers for their career to take up a lot of their energy and their engagement and that's cool because for many of us our career is what we're up to in the world I don't know whether that will be the case for me or whether this will naturally, as Brian suggested, sort of shrink back into a normalcy of being part of my full rich life. That's probably more likely, even though right now I'm totally infatuated with the idea of, no, this is my everything and it will be my everything forever. <laughs> so time will tell where that goes. Uh, but it was a really nice, encouraging point that he brought up to not be afraid of the level, uh, the intensity of that desire to focus on this right now. Uh, it's a natural part of the journey right now and things will rebalance themselves out. So I think that's a nice reassured happy note to leave on that this crazy focus is okay. I'm gonna go get a workout in right now because I had a good night's sleep last night. So all is well. Sleep well. Focus with fun, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.